Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 60-minute flow class. When you're ready, grab your mat and let's get started. Hey, good morning. Good, good morning. Happy Sunday. Better yet, happy Sunday of a three-day weekend. So it's, yeah, I know, I know. It's the Sunday that feels like Saturday. Super cool. Y'all look great. So September, there's some like good stuff about September. There's a lot of good stuff about September. One is that Soul Train Jam is happening tomorrow. It's the original Labor Day Soul Train and uh, the hippest trip in America on a yoga mat is happening. Yeah. And uh, we are donating $3 to the food bank for everyone who shows up. So uh, please show up. And uh, there's lots of other stuff going on in the world that you could donate to. You donate the food bank feeds 78,000 people in the Sonoma County community. That's too many people who need food. But if we can do a little bit, it helps a lot. If you can do a little bit on your own to help them out, please do. If there are other organizations that could use your $3 that we're giving to the food bank, like if there's something that matters to you, my challenge is you go donate $3 to that because there's a lot of other stuff in the world that could use our stuff. So that being said, it's also posture month. And why do we do posture month like at least twice a year, if not more? Uh, because having good posture right, is something that can bring peace to our bodies. Right? That's my, my compliment. Like when we have good posture, we feel good. When we feel good, we are better conduits for peace and happiness. And I want more of that in my life. I want more of that for y'all's lives. I think we kind of might all be on that track. Can we all like say that we want more peace and happiness in our own lives and in each other's lives, like for all of us? Yes. Thumbs up, hands up. We got it, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, there's even dancing going on. Yes, absolutely. This is good. Sunday morning, wishing each other peace and happiness through better posture today. We're going to work on one of the keys, which is opening the front body. And that's going to be our focus for today, which means we're going to start on our back. If you have a strap, go ahead and grab it. We won't use it right away, but we're going to start on our back just to find that open space in your body. So when we lie down, first of all, you just take a moment and really enjoy lying down. Then we'll take constructive rest in which we have the soles of the feet to the floor and knees together. And that's just in order to make our low back a little uh, more relaxed. If it's not working for you, you take posture that works for you. Generally what happens is this leg positioning allows the sacrum to be level and without too much work for us, right? And when you can contemplate your sacrum, which is part of yoga, getting uh, into your body and, and knowing that space, uh, in yoga, the, the sacral chakra, and it's that space between your hip bones, feels kind of flat. It's not actually, and it's not actually touching the floor or it's not touching the skin there, it's, it's inside but you're balancing your hips in a way that makes that really important structure of the body feel level and stable. Admittedly, that's easier when we're on the floor like this, but we're looking to do that in seated or standing posture as well. Then you move the eye of your mind up to your lumbar spine, so the curve of your low back. Each of us is gonna be so unique here. And just like we have different color eyes, different shape ears, right? different dimples when we smile. Right? We're gonna have a different curve to our low back. Whether yours is really curved, not so curved, average, whatever average means. We're gonna lengthen by lifting the rib cage a bit just elongating the space between your hips and your ribs. Maybe that, that made a big difference, maybe just a little. 
maybe too much, right? If it's too much, go back. But you feel now that the low back curve is just like, it's healthy, it's, it's peaceful. And then with your rib cage, same idea, like the, the rib cage is really uh, stable, right? It's, you're not gonna make a lot of space between the, the vertebrae that are already there. Notice maybe the shoulder blades are kind of stuck underneath or pulled too far out from the sides. Could you adjust your shoulder blades so that your rib cage is feeling more balanced and just more at ease here? Then you'll take your hands and dip fingertips to your head, lift it lightly and slide it slightly back toward the back of your mat. And you've got this curve of your neck that yours is individual to you, right? It's like the, the shape of our noses, the, the length of our fingers and toes, right? We're all a little different. But your neck curve feels at ease. There's no sharp line up at the base of the skull. Right? Things feel, feel pretty good. And, you can let the arms rest at your sides. You can let the hands rest on your center line. You're aligned in your sacrum, your rib cage, and the back of your head in a way that feels natural, open without being stretched too hard. Then we're gonna work with the with the arms to place them well. So first thing we're gonna do is reach toward the ceiling and elevate the shoulder blades from the mat. And then moving the arms away from you at a slight diagonal, just slowly take your arms down and out to the sides. Pinky fingertip will land first. And then allow the hands to turn open, so palms up toward the ceiling. Wherever you landed is great. Could be a wide angle away from the body, could be close. You think it'll allow your shoulder blades to become heavy all the way out toward the point of your shoulders. So you, you can have a, an airplane wing scenario going on here with the arms. What are we really doing here? We're bringing the arm bones slightly behind our center line and away from the body in a way that allows for you know, the ribs and the underarms to have space as you start a breathing practice here. You can breathe in and out naturally or ujjayi. Using the muscles of your throat, pull the breath in, press the breath out. And the things we're gonna feel for with your inhale is a broadening of the rib cage, spaciousness being made between each rib. In the little diagonal muscles between the ribs, the intercostals, right there, moving in this really unique way that lets us breathe. There's inner and outer muscles there that do this work of expanding and contracting. And then of course there's a diaphragm that does most of the work. Just having some time to breathe fully, whether naturally or ujjayi, and contemplate the space you're making with your inhale. And then the sensation of exhale that grounds you and you might feel your exhale in your abdominals. You also might feel it in your sacrum and in the way that the rib cage gets a little heavier. The arm bones might get a little heavier. The back of your head might get a little heavier. And then with full expansion of your ribs, those things might get a little lighter. Two more breaths here. And See what you can feel in this positioning with your breath.
Once more, we're going to draw your attention to your sacrum, your rib cage, particularly the space right behind your heart. So wherever you identify your heart in your body at the center, right, right behind there. And then the spot right behind your brain. Right? So these three points of the body, sacrum, the rib cage, the point behind the heart, and the skull, the point right behind your brain. to curl in now, bring knees to chest. As you do, you'll curl your sacrum up off the floor. You'll curl your head and your rib cage off the floor. So now we're tucking tight, we're doing the reverse, right? And, and all three of those points, sacrum, back of the heart, back of the head, right, curled off the floor. And from here, one rock, five rocks, whatever it takes, come on up to seated. And as you do, if you have something to sit on, uh, go ahead and, and bring that underneath you. So if you've got blocks, cool. I like to uh, put mine together in a little like bench, but you can do you. And then uh, if you've got a strap or something that could function as a strap, like if you've got a shirt with a long sleeve, you could use the long sleeve as a strap. If you've got a belt, you can use that. Cool scarf, get creative. I'm going to say that if you have a belt that has these jingle jangle straps, double it up, hold that side so you don't annoy yourself. But if you uh, if you have a regular strap that doesn't have a lot of noise, you can do you. We're going to hold the strap in the hand slightly wider than the shoulders. And then give it a press out as you lift your chest up. From here, we're going to take the strap up overhead. As you do, you might feel your head go down and forward. We're going to do our best to not do that. So do it once. Go down and forward like a lot. And then come back up, stack your head. So you've got the sacrum, rib cage, back of the head all lined up. Know what that feels like. Take the strap even further back. You're going to go to the point right before the whole thing kind of like falls back behind. You're going to go right to the tension spot that is uh, yeah, not too much tension, not hurting, but you're feeling something go on. Again, once you're there, check in on that forward head posture. Draw back and up. So the yeah, it's like you had those pixie ears, pixie ears pointing and being drawn up to the ceiling. Good. One more breath here. Pull out on the strap. And then exhale. We're going to release that down. Just hands on the knees, the lap, whatever you got. Pause and feel across the front of your shoulders. Once again, reorient your posture so you feel that sacrum, back of the heart, back of the head, they're lining up well. And we're going to do this one more time. And if you went too far, if it was too much, not so far. If it wasn't enough, try a little further. We're going to go up and then back. And you can squeeze the shoulder blades together. And that action often sends the head down and forward. See if it can instead, if you can trigger yourself to pull your shoulder blades together and pull your head back. So that you start creating muscle memory of shoulder blades moving in, head moving back, rather than shoulder blades moving in and head moving forward. Breath in. Breath out, pull the strap wide. And then release that slow. And just notice how you feel as you release again, the head's just balanced and you breathe. You can set the strap to the side. We'll probably come back to it. But for now, keeping this upright posture, right hand to left thigh or left knee, left hand behind you on the floor or on your block that you're sitting on. And then you're going to put rotating your head side to side slowly. Right? So, so no dizziness inducing, nothing that's going to cause distress. But 
Turning to look over one shoulder and then the other. As you do, you're keeping your eye level. So it becomes very boring for the eyes. They're just seeing the same thing across the same altitude. But that will mean that you're keeping your head in line as you go. You're going to turn slowly back toward the front shoulder, pause there, and then gaze forward at eye level, undo it, come back to center, pause, let your eyes fall gently closed and feel your body. Oh, what's going on right and left sides, particularly around the rib cage, right? chest, side bodies, back. And then if you could sit a little bit taller, you sit a little bit taller. I was going to call this month shot collar September, but like three of us would get that joke. And um, But if you know, you know. We're all going to get a little bit taller. Staying that tall, switch sides. Left hand to right leg, right hand on the floor on a block. If you have to stretch way down for the floor, come up to the block with your hand. Wait, all of this is about going up, right? Just like whenever you can get taller, get taller. And that head turn just slow and gentle side to side. And your goal is gonna be to keep eye level. It's kind of like, I don't know, you can think of, Here's a modern reference. It's like you're taking a video that you want it to be really stable and like you don't want the camera to move up and down. I'm the worst at that, by the way. But you're taking your gaze like that to maintain the integrity of your neck posture. Next one, you look back over your front shoulder, your left shoulder, pause there, sit as tall as you are. Breathe in, breathe out. And we'll reorient, gaze forward, arms back to center, chest back to center. Pause, notice how you're left with that. What's going on? Can you just be still and breathe? And then can you sit a little bit taller? Can the idea of those pixie ears, can someone be gently drawing up on them so that you decompress through your spine and feel your sacrum, back of your heart, the back of your brain lining up. That looks great. Keep that. Well, shoulder shrug. So the center line, that, that central axis, what uh, Dr. Paul Roach calls the control tower, right? From tailbone to brain, right? That stays, everything's staying there. But the arms move around and you're able to do both things to maintain center, right? And to create this movement. Just kind of a, a yoga lesson all wrapped into one big shoulder shrug. And you hold center and create. All right, pause here. Now the moment we've all been waiting for with all this work of, of posture in the neck, really gently let your chin draw. Let your heart slide up as if your heart's coming up to meet your face. The shoulder blades slide heavy down your back like you were wearing a cape. And then gently draw them toward one another. You really want imagery now. It's like that cape is being drawn back by the wind. And it's taking your shoulders with it. 
and moving from the back of your head. So think uh, where the skull meets the spine, stack that first and let your head come back up to its natural place. Good. All right, let's come over to hands and knees, get some movement going. From here, little cat cow. We're gonna start with the hips. That you start level, the hips curl into cat pose, spine follows, chin tucks in. Now we're doing that same thing we were doing with knees to chest on the floor. And then we're gonna reverse it in and you send your tailbone way back and send your heart way forward. Tips of the ears, they're being drawn up. Go for it again, this idea of cat-cow that starts at the hips, moves through the spine all the way up through the top of the head. And then the hips draw the spine back in. And you're continuing on two more. This really healthy rounding of the spine and arching of the back that wouldn't necessarily be uh, something we'd want all the time, but a movement of the muscles around posture that gives them the hydration and attention that they need. And coming back to a center line, we're going to walk the hands just as far out as you can. Knees back an inch or two. We're going to sit toward puppy pose. So it's where the hips go back, but not necessarily down. And then come up on your fingertips and really press the finger pads into the floor as the hips draw back. So someone had a hold of your hip crease. They're pulling back and gently up. And if your head can come to rest on a block or the floor, go for that. Breathe here. And let the arms soften until the elbows touch the floor. Slide forward. And we're coming down onto the belly. And right arm out to the side, like cactus, but then slide the elbow forward some inches so that you see your elbow is forward in relation to your shoulder. When you've got that going on, let the right shoulder get heavy toward the floor, doesn't need to touch. And you're gonna roll onto the right side. You may need to kind of pick things up and, and move to be comfortable. But roll onto your right side, left foot can come behind you. Right shoulder's heavy. Press your right fingertips into the floor. That's like the clinch move here. Uh, press fingertips into the floor. Right shoulder heavy. Breathe. If this feels too pinchy, uh, keep walking the right elbow forward. Still feels too pinchy. Get out. It's not that important if it feels pinchy. If it feels like these things haven't been stretched in a while, that's probably true. Breath in, fingertips down, right shoulder heavy, but without force. And on an inhale, just dissolve that, come back to center, leave the right arm there for a moment. Let things dissolve from it. And then right arm in, we'll take the left arm out into that cactus with the left elbow, really importantly here, slid a little forward from the shoulder. Then roll on to the left side. You might need to pick up your chest and arrange things. Your head might try to fall uh, down and forward, kind of end up looking toward the back wall. Reposition so you're looking at the side wall. Fingertips into the floor. Elbow point down toward the floor, shoulder down toward the floor. Doesn't need to get there. Breathe here. Notice any differences between two sides, you're noticing without judging or making a big deal out of it, worrying. Wouldn't that be nice if like everything you could just notice and be aware without judging or making a big deal or worrying? 
Let that slowly dissolve. Keep pressing the fingertips down as you do. As you come back to center, you're just going to momentarily leave left arm out there. Feel what it feels. Let the, the work of that dissolve. And slide it in. We're going to slide both elbows in, coming into Sphinx. Elbows into the mat. Draw your heart up. Here's one where, again, the tips of the ears. Let them be drawn up. Feel the back of your neck get long. Feel what might happen if you tilted your chin up. What happens to the back of your neck? And then what happens if you let the head fall forward towards your hands, kind of diagonal forward. Right. And then bring it back to you're being lifted from the tips of your ears, from your sternum, the center of your chest, and you're in Sphinx. We're going to squeeze the right leg, drawing your abdominals in as you lift the right leg, just to the point that it will go everything integrated and release down slow. Left side, as you do, you're just you know, witnessing what's going on with your head, your jaw, your shoulders. And release down slow. Slide your elbows out to the sides, hands underneath your forehead center. We're going to squeeze the right leg, left hand just under your forehead. Right leg lifts, left arm and head lift together, Makarasana. And then release down slow. We're going to swap hands. And then other side, left leg, right arm, Makarasana. I constantly want to call Maraka Asana, which is not the same thing. And release down slow. Maraka asana is happening tomorrow, most likely. Next inhale, cobra pose, hands underneath your elbows and slide the shoulder blades in. As you do, think head back, right? So it's gonna be tempting to slide the shoulder blades together, but go head forward. Instead, shoulder blades coming in. It's like they're drawing your head back. Release down slow. We're gonna do that one more time. We bring yourself into cobra by pulling the elbows back and in, shoulder blades in, shoulder blades, bring the back of your head up and release down slowly. We're gonna press back hands and knees to down dog. Give it a moment here to take shape. Bend your knees a lot to let your chest drop in a bit. So there's a little more of that puppy pose available there when you bend the knees. Then we'll look forward. Walk forward into ragdoll. If you have that strap, go ahead, catch it. And you can double it over if you like. Or if you've got something that can work like a strap, do that thing. We're going to catch the strap behind. And then our first inclination is probably going to be to hold it with the palms facing away from the bum. Hold it with your palms facing toward your bum. And let the arms slowly release down. So you'll end up holding your strap with your palms toward the ceiling in this one. And there's a reason for that. And it'll become clear in, maybe it'll become clear. I don't know. I want to try to make it become clear. Breath in. Breath out. See if you can keep the strap as it is. If you let go, you do. Otherwise, bring it back, bring it back to your hips. You're holding it there with the palms now are facing the hips or facing the floor. Pressing your feet come up to standing just like this. And then what you'll notice is when you're coming to standing, if you held the strap the way that we were talking about, not the right way or the wrong way, but the way we we're talking about, your palms are now facing forward. And you'll take the arms back behind, pull outward on the strap. The palms will be facing forward. Slide your shoulder blades down as you lift the center of your chest up. Press your feet down and out. Lift the back of your head up and back, the tips of your ears being drawn to the ceiling. And breath in. And breath out. And then just do something slightly different. Turn your palms in to face one another here. Notice what happens to the front of your shoulders. Nothing bad probably happened, but they probably rolled in a bit. If you roll the palms back to where they were forward, you might notice that the shoulder blades 
draw together, the front of the shoulder is broaden. Right? If we roll the palms in, you might notice that they slightly turn in, not a big deal. But now face the hands behind you, just turn them in. Nothing wrong with this, but again, note what happened to the front of your shoulders. Then go palms facing one another. Then go palms facing forward. Bend your knees, bow forward. And then you'll notice that when we go upside down, palms are facing your hips here. And as we let the arms release a bit, palms are facing up. Pause there. And then you can release the strap and, and wrap your arms into a rag doll and have a little sway like you were at a concert and you just gotta like sway things out. I'm coming up for a feelings check or a, a, a aha moment check. Did anyone feel the difference in their shoulder blades and shoulders when they did the different hand positions? Good, I'm glad, that's awesome. And uh, most of us, I don't know about you, but most of us, when we tend to catch the strap behind us, do it the opposite way. Does anyone normally do it that way? Like you're holding the hands, like, yeah. And so it's, it's counterintuitive to hold it that way, but it may be helpful, right? It may be helpful to you. If it's helpful to you in opening your shoulders, if you felt that, do it that way, right? Just like, like everything else, like you'll find some things that are helpful to you. You'll find some things that aren't really that helpful. Right? You do you. I'm gonna release hands, walk feet together and get into some flow. So just some really basic and kind of like just heartwarming flow. Come on up to standing mountain pose. The stuff that feels like home, sun A's. As you come to standing though, practice anything that you just learned about your own posture, right? Exhale, bow forward. Right? So we're gonna move through quite a few salutations, different salutations. Breathe in, lift halfway as you do. Just going for that posture that feels good and peaceful in your body. Right, the rest of the pose matters too, but all details matter. There's just some we're going to focus on today. And that's front body feeling open, right? the neck feeling well aligned, you being able to breathe. Right? Up and down dog. Then we'll look forward, walk or lightly hop. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out. Oh. Here we go again, sun A. I'll call it this time. Inhale, reach up. And exhale, fold. Breathe in, lift halfway. Good. Plant your hands. Hide a low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Here's a good place to check on your neck. Down dog, breathe all the way out. We'll look forward. Walk or lightly hop, top of the mat, breathe in, lift halfway, and breathe out, fold. Press your feet down, breathe in, and reach up. Exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back, breathe out. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. And bend your knees a little bit. Get that little bit of chest moving back that, that feels like a good stretch for you. We'll look forward, walk or lightly hop. Breathe in, lift halfway. And exhale, fold forward. I'm gonna tell you the good news about posture month and today's practice in general. 
Ukatas is not really a posture pose, so there will be none today. Inhale, reach up to standing mountain pose. It's a good pose for other reasons, but not for working on posture. Exhale, bow forward. I feel like that was a hallelujah moment. Um, and, uh, just maybe it's my own personal opinion. Breathe in, lift halfway. We're gonna walk the feet hip distance apart and step the right foot back into a low lunge, pause. When you inhale, we're coming up. We're gonna be the arms at the sides and then back and down, kind of like those Shavasana arms. Then exhale, hands down, step back, down dog or low push up. Upward facing dog and downward facing dog. Then it's right foot straight ahead. Same idea when you inhale, we're gonna come up arms at your side. See if you can find the side seams, then go out and down. Then hands to the mat, step up. We're at the top of the mat, breathe in, lift halfway and breathe out. Press your feet down, breathe in and reach up. Breathe out, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. We'll walk the feet hip distance. Exhale, step your left foot back. Concentrate on making good lunge stands. Then stack the body, arms at your sides, then squeeze them back. And what happens to the head when you do that? And then hands down. Step back, down dog, or low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. And empty. Step your left foot forward and just take your time and breath out. Then when you inhale, you have time to stack your posture, align your arms at your sides, take them back and pay attention to what that does to your head. When you exhale, hands down and step up. Feet together and breathe in. And breathe out. I'll roll through that again. Press your feet down. Come to standing. You're standing with lightness. You're standing so you can breathe. Standing in a way that feels good. Exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back, walk your feet hip distance. Press into your left foot. When you take your right leg back, take a big step. Let's just see what's there. Then you come up, align the arms at the sides, take them down and out. You broaden through the front, head in line. Then hands down, step back. Hello. Breathe in. Take a mental walk up the back of your neck. And down dog, breathe all the way out. Right foot forward as big as you can step. And stack the spine, come up and take the arms out. And then different here, float them up, just let them float. Then when you exhale, hands through center, reach forward and step up. Feet together. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold. Press your feet down, breathe in, reach up. Go up, go wide, get that sense of floating and space across your upper back and chest. Then exhale, we'll fold. Breathe in, lift halfway, toe heel the feet apart. Press into your right foot, pick up the left. Use the strength of the right leg to be able to step the left leg back a lot. Stack first, arms down and out, press out the fingers. 
and then hands down. Look a little forward on the floor as you step back. Go down to Gorlo Pusha. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. Give a little bit of bend to the knees so the chest can come through. You'll stretch there, neck long. Left foot as far forward as it will step. When you come up, you're stacking, you're lining the arms to the sides, you're taking them down and up. Then you're going to just let them get weightless and float up. Hands down up front. Step up. Feet together. We'll breathe in. And breathe out. Breathe in, roll up to standing here. Arms at your sides. You can take a big shoulder shrug as you stack your head. It's like ease here. And float the arms up. Give that sense of floating to them. We're going to let the fingertips join overhead. Arms slightly in front of the face, hands slightly in front of the face. Then bring the elbows toward one another as you float them down in line with your shoulders. Elbows might touch, they might not. If they do, great. If they don't, also great. We have a, a, an eagle variation with the arms. You're looking through them. Right leg on top. Just sit. Right. And we're gonna sit as if you're pressing sacrum, back of the heart, back of the brain, up against a wall behind you for balance. Right. So that stack of sacrum, heart, brain, sacrum, rib cage back of skull, right. as your focal points. Your breath in, breath out. Unwind it, let the arms float up. Press both feet down like you're plugging into the floor. Notice if the shoulders crept up and in. See if you can take the shoulders out and with the arms into that wide kind of expanse of, of space there. Wiggle your fingers. Then bring arms back together. Fingertips find each other. They can find each other without you seeing them. Might take practice, because that's what we're doing, practice. And elbows come toward each other. They come down toward the shoulders. Once you have that, whatever shape they're making, you've got that. You keep it. The left leg over top. And then attention back to sacroiliac joint, sacrum, Right, that area of your body, feeling level and at ease. The thoracic spine, the space behind your heart, feeling steady and stacked over the sacrum. The back of your head feeling light and aligned with the sacrum in the back of the heart, the spine behind the heart. Breath in. It's like the hips, the ribs, the head are against the wall for balance, so you're steady. On an inhale, unwind and reach up. And out, your shoulders follow your arms. And then one more time, bring it back in. Elbows together. If they touch, great. If they don't touch, great. And now just make it simpler, right? So some of that was like, there was a little drama there. It's okay. Just make it really simple and let them float up and out. And notice back of the head and then standing posture. Sometimes when we get dramatic with the arms, sometimes I'm not saying all, they, we, we lose the sense of, of peace and balance in the spine. Hands to heart center, we're gonna bow, breathe out. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back, walk your feet hip distance. You're gonna pick up your right leg and keep it up. If you've got a block around, take it in your left hand. If there's not a block around, left hand on the floor. Right hand to your heart center. We're going to turn open into half moon, hand to heart. Pull your heart forward. Press the sternum into your hand. Keep that action. Slide your hand back to your hip, the lifted one, the right one. Not the correct one, but the, the physical right. And Bend your right knee, upper knee. 
heels back there somewhere. Just slide the hand around there. See if you can find the foot. If you find the foot, we're going to think about the palm facing forward in the same direction that your nose is facing. So the palm faces a sidewall. Maybe you're touching your foot. Maybe you're touching your heel. Or maybe you're clasping underneath your foot to turn your palm up. So you'd be catching the arch of the foot. Hand up and you feel your shoulder rotate away from the chest. If you like that action, everything's working well, you feel balanced. Press your foot into your hand so you get more of the opening experience across the chest. If things are not balanced, if they're not steady, no problem. Keep working for steadiness because that's just the thing. When we feel a little unsteady, we don't need more of anything. When we need to get our balance, it's usually a practice of less. Release slowly. Right foot and right fingertips to the floor. Press your right foot down and step your left leg back. Low lunge, back knee down. Something we we, we kind of the opposite of what we usually do. Drop your chin in. Drop your chin in. Pull your abdominals in. So you're almost trying to go to cat pose. And what you may feel there is the increase in tension or the increase in stretch in the front of the left thigh in a different way than we usually do. You might you might just feel a relaxation of the upper back. Definitely, we want that. Breath in here. Breath out. I'm just going to change one thing. We're going to bring right hand to the right thigh. And you're going to lift your chest, lift your heart. Your gaze is going to come out on the floor in front of you. So now you've got a diagonal from the back knee at your hips. The thoracic spine, the back of your head, that whole sacrum, back of heart, back of head lineup, up of the diagonal, and twist. Take right shoulder on top of left, but that line of sacrum, rib cage, head, it's staying. The tendency will be to drop the head, but you won't let that happen. So keep that line from your back knee up to your hips, through your rib cage, through your head. Really strong, really light. So breath in. And breath out. We're just going to slowly dissolve this right hand to the mat. Turn your back toes under your choice to go back to down dog or high push up to low. Upward facing dog. And downward facing dog. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold. I'm going to go up like we were stacking. So stacking meditation with the body. Press your feet down, hips, spine. Hands come through heart center and then Arms stack and move out to the side in this big Y shape. Right, so we lose the drama, but we have more kind of intentional control of the body. Exhale, hands to heart, we bow. Breathe in, lift halfway and walk feet apart. Press into your right foot, pick up the left leg, extend it back, but not down. Right hand's gonna stay on the floor or if you have a block, Catch it, and then hand to left hand to heart. We're going half moon with hand at heart, and you're pulling your sternum, or your, your well, you are pulling muscles pull. Sternum's pressing into your hand, right? That's action of your upper back that is broadening your chest. It's helping you lengthen out. And then side hand to hip, handed hip. Give yourself a little lift there, but bend upper knee and then slide the hand back toward the heel. But if the heel is there, easily touched, turn your palm toward 
the side your belly button's facing. Okay, so the uh, the side wall to the left. Then if things are steady and stable, catch hold of the foot, go underneath so the palm faces up. Once that gets steady and stable, foot into hand, hand back into foot, creating opening for your chest, particularly the left shoulder. As you're doing that, heart forward. You're still working on that first element we had there. Breath in. Then a slow release. Left limbs down. Right leg's gonna step back. We're gonna do that unusual bow where the chin comes in, releasing tension in the upper back. Abdominals draw up a little bit like cat pose. Hips can, can drop heavy and, and low, but the abdominals drawing up to support the low back. Change one piece of this left hand to the thigh. Draw your heart up. And so now you're elongating from your back knee up to the hip, rib cage, back of head. There's one line that's ascending. Keep it as you turn the rib cage. And then as you turn the rib cage, the head might do a funny thing. It might start to look back. And do that thing where draw the shoulder blades together and use that as a cue to pull your head back into line. See if you can feel the alignment from hips, rib cage to head. What you'll notice is your gaze point becomes the sidewall and you won't see behind you, right? If you're seeing the wall behind you or the room a little bit behind you, right? pull longer. Bring yourself back into alignment. Breathe here. And then we'll undo it. Hand to the mat, step back to down dog or low push up. Upward facing dog. And downward facing dog. Through the hands. Walk or lightly hop to seated. Blocks, bring them toward you and have one underneath the space behind your heart. So on its face, which is that, that broad side, you're going to lay your rib cage down and it's going to go in that space right behind where you, you can, can see where your heart is. You might then want a second block for underneath your head. If in fact, uh, the, the neck doesn't love this, then a block underneath your head can help that. Right? There's, no, there's no reason for your head to be on the floor. And if your neck hurts, then there's a reason for it to be off the floor. So take your arms back behind you and you've got supported wheel. So this block that's pressing up into the rib cage is moving the thoracic spine in. And it, it's about as far as it goes. In when we're talking about poses like wheel, most of that action is happening at your shoulders, not your spine. Uh, what happens in the, the low back, which is already curved with the neck. The thoracic spine doesn't move a lot. It's not supposed to. It's supposed to guard your heart and your lungs. But it can move a little bit, and we'll do that here with the block. The other way the block can be really helpful to us in in this is that it with the with the block pressing in, the breath has to get a little creative. It has to move differently in the lungs. So notice how you're breathing. 
breath is going to move into as many lung spaces as it can. When your arms are back behind you, you're going to be able to get into that lung tissue that's up in your underarms and your collarbones, which is one of the reasons why we practice wheel in yoga. Right? There's lots of reasons, but like one of them for sure you can access right here. And that's this kind of space around the underarms, which we don't talk about much because nobody comes in and says, hey, man, I'd really like to stretch out my underarms to get some inner peace in my life. Um, but you know it when you feel it, that these places need a little stretch. And you can, you can reach your fingertips toward your back wall, really go for it. You could lace your fingers, right? So bring the hands together and kind of Charlie's Angels your hands. And, uh, and then just reach that toward the back wall. The shoulders get heavy. And then just soften that. If you like wheel, you're going to plant your hands. You're going to come up off the block into wheel. If you don't like wheel uh, for any reason, you might slide the block out from under you and go for bridge. Otherwise, you, know, you do you. We're going up and we're going to take five breaths. Nice. And if you've got a block underneath you, you're going to be really just sensible about the way you come down for sure. But come on down slowly. Come down slowly and sensibly, even if you don't have a block underneath you. When you do arrive down, curl up off your block for a moment and slide it out of the way. Then when you come back down, just feel your upper back on the floor as just as if that is melting into the mat. And we'll see into the ground. So sacrum, back of heart, back of head, lined up well. And just kind of making, making little indentations into your mat. That block that you just slid out from underneath your chest, we're going to raise the hips with. And bring legs up if you enjoy that for Viparu to Karani. So the legs up vertically. If you like two blocks underneath, you can do that. Uh, if you like a really a really high variation on this, then you take your second block and you place it on its edge so that you have the upside down T shape. And then most importantly, if you're taking that really high variation, you walk your shoulder blades in toward one another before takeoff so that you really have bridge in your upper body before you extend your legs. Like any pose, if you got yourself into it, but it's not for you, just come slowly out. Be here for three. And if you did go real high, slowly, you bring your feet to the floor is the first thing. So bending the knees slowly down. Then you lift your hips and we'll all just slide one block, then the other, depending on how many blocks you got out of the way. And let your hips do the same thing we just did with the back of the heart. You just let the hips adjust to being down on the floor. They melt in and what you may feel now is that again, desire to slide rib cage, then head back. Right. Extend your left leg out long straight. Bring the right knee across in a twist. You might pick up your hips as you're taking the twist. 
Let the back of your head be the anchor so you're looking straight up. Let your right shoulder blade get heavy down toward the floor. Breath in. And breath out. On next inhale, slowly unwind. Take your time coming back to center and re-level through your hips. Make sure everything's lengthened out again so that things feel, they just feel naturally feel right in your body. Maybe not natural because sometimes you've lost what natural is, but feel centered, you feel light there. Then bend the left knee, bring it across the body. What you'll find is the hips roll over toward the right, so you may pick them up, slide them a little back. You may also find that the left shoulder blade wants to leave the floor. Just let it be heavy and down. Doesn't necessarily need to touch, just like the stuff we did earlier. You're just making it heavy. And back of your head, we're gonna work with these reclined twists, particularly this month, with back of the head as the anchor, so we're not looking one side or the other but focusing on good neck alignment at center. You may find that from side to side, one shoulder is harder to keep down than the other. That's natural part of being human, right? They don't need to be perfectly symmetrical. But you want the, the best for each side. Breath in. Breath out. Next inhale, you'll unwind, let that dissolve. Take your time moving yourself back to a center line, back to a place that feels kind of peaceful and happy. And then you can move straight to Shavasana or take any finishing poses you like on the way. And enjoy deep rest. you feel ready to move again. Start with wiggling your fingers and your toes. And you roll gently to your right side, staying just as unhurried as you can. And make your way up to seated with as little urgency as you can. Without urgency, you have full attention. Not just to what you're doing, but how you're doing it and how it's making you feel. Which is a skill that we can all take on. Right? This knowing what we're doing, how we're doing it, and how it's making us feel. There's so little in this world we can control. 
But there are these things we can be aware of, little ways in which we can hold ourselves that are small but not trivial. They, they show up in the way we interact with this world around us, in the way we hold others. I'll take a moment with hands at heart center a gesture of acknowledgement you for, for your ability to know what you're doing, how you're holding yourself, what you're presenting to the world. Bring thumbs to forehead center in acknowledgement and honor of one another in this life that we're sharing. Thank you all so much for being here. Namaste. Super stuff. Thank you for being here. I loved every moment of that. You guys were great. See you soon. And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom classes. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.